Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. I'm going to Matthew chapter 5 this morning. And I want to talk about, and you'll understand what I'm going to talk about as we go, but I'm going to talk about, title is, like, is this, Salt for the Nation. I like salt. How about you? You know, I, uh, I don't put it on everything. Like some people salt everything, but, you know, potatoes, I salt potatoes. Uh, tortilla chips, I salt those, praise God. And, uh, you know, that watermelon, amen. Mm. Ooh, that sounds good right now. And anyway, but you know, I don't salt everything, but I want to talk about us being salt for the nation. I don't think, I don't think that this is a revelation to you that our nation's in deep trouble. And uh, here's the thing about it. You know, us preachers have been saying this for a long time. We've been saying, we've got to turn this thing around. We're headed for trouble here. You can't keep doing this because it's against the laws, the statutes, the judgments of God. And it's going to get, you know, God didn't put them there to put you in bondage. He put them there as guardrails. So you don't fall over the edge and get in trouble and hurt yourself. And so, you know, people just been blindly blowing by them, you know, and so forth. And we've been warning. But now here's, here's the, the crazy thing. I don't know if it's crazy, but now the world's saying we're in trouble. I mean, people in the news media and stuff are saying we're in trouble. Well, we told you we're in trouble. But thank God we can fix it. Hallelujah. Because we serve a God that said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. So there's divine help. Amen. But if you're, you know, and, and um, I always, I believe this. You, you know, people have different eschatology beliefs. Some make no sense to me. But I believe in the rapture of the church. And maybe you don't, but, you know, the Bible says we're getting caught up. So <laughs> I don't know what you do with that scripture. Caught up means we're getting jerked off the earth into heaven, into the heavens. So to me, that's rapture. That's sucked out of here. That's beam me up, Scotty, whatever you want to call it. It's just, you know, so you, you figure out the timing on it. All I know is I'm going whenever it happens. I think I've got, I think I know the timing, but other people will disagree with me. But, you know, I just believe as long as the church is in the United States of America, we can keep it together. As long as the church stays together. Amen. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. So this isn't like a big faith message and healing message. And, but it's a, good, it's a message we need. Amen. Now, in uh, Matthew 5, 13, Jesus said, you are. Everybody say, I am. I am. Not try to be, not, go, not maybe might be going to be. He said, you're it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was watching a football game last year, like the playoffs, you know. And, you know, quarterback number one gets hurt, quarterback number two gets hurt. And I look at the, the other guys, you know, basically, you're it. Do it, you know. And that's kind of what Jesus is saying. You're it, guys. We're it. You are what? You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its, its, its savor, that's the old King James, or its flavor, its saltiness, Wherewith shall it be salted? I mean, you know, we got to keep our saltiness. You know, I remember the day, and I'm not that old, but I remember the day, you know, I've been, I've been preaching for 40-some years now, and I remember the day as a preacher, the world would always kind of like, when they got around you, they'd always clean it up a little bit. 
You know, I've had them say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I said that in front of you, preacher. That kind of thing. Which that's fine. But, you know, I've heard those words before. I've said words you probably haven't thought of. Because I, I haven't always been saved. So, you know, I mean, but I appreciate the, that, that they would kind of clean it up, clean up their act. Oh, man, oh, there's the preacher. You know, I've, I've heard that. Oh, here comes the preacher. Let everybody straighten up. And now it's almost like the church is like, they, they, instead, they, it's like they don't pay any attention to the church any longer. And that's because the church now is like toned it down when they get around them. In other words, it's just flipped. It's just reversed where they used to straighten up and act a little bit better when the church is around. Now the church gets around them. The church acts a little bit more worldly. I don't don't, don't think that's being salty enough. Amen. This isn't condemnation. I just think we need, you know, we need to hear it. We need to wake up and realize we're it, guys. They don't have any help outside of us. They're not going to, they're on their way to hell. They need some help. Amen. And so, you know, I don't think we should look like them, talk like them, act like them. I think we should look and talk and act like Jesus. Right? You know, I remember when I was, when I was a teenager, this thing called, uh, and this is going to offend some people, but I'm sorry. Uh, you know, truth sometimes stings a little bit. Yeah. Amen. Like one guy wrote a book one time, the truth will set you free, but it might make you miserable before you get free. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's some truth in that. And, uh, you know, I remember when I was like 1970s and I was in high school, they came out with what we called uh, punk rock. Anybody remember that mess? Yeah. And they just looked like rebellion made over. And I'm thinking, now all i got to do is just see Christians. They look that way now. Thank you, Jesus. We got awful quiet on that. But uh, we're, we're, we didn't get that out of the Bible. Come on, don't look at me like that. We didn't get that out of the Bible. We, we've got accustomed to it, but it's still not from the Bible. It came out of rebellion. Because we want the world to accept us. Listen to what Jesus said. If you lose your saltiness, listen to what he said would happen. He said, you're the salt of the earth. You're it. If the salt loses its savor or its saltiness, wherewith will it be salted? It's thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. What did Jesus say? If the church loses its saltiness, the world will walk all over you. Brother, when we're salty, they're not walking over us. Amen. You know... You may not like this message this morning, but it really doesn't matter. You know, this, this, you, don't, you won't hear this on TV too much, but, you know, the church needs to live right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We, need to be, we need to be committed. Amen. Amen. Because we're it. If we, don't, if we don't salt, they're not going to get salted. We're it. And so I'm not going to change my values to get people to come to our church. A guy, you know, a guy, and he, I think he meant well, but you know, sometimes you can mean well, but you're just, you're just, how many of your thinking gets you in trouble? You got to have your mind renewed. You know, we, we can't bring into this kingdom what we know and expect it to work. This has got to be renewed. But this guy decided that he would lower his values in his church to get his church to grow you know, not demand things out of people, not, not talk about tithing or any kind of commitment or, you know, living right, you know, not address issues where people were living in sin, not deal with that, not do any of that. 
and, 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 and he really invented the, the, the friendly, the seeker-friendly church. He's really one of the inventors of it. And uh, I think probably at the onset he had some, you know, maybe he had some good motives. I don't know, but he was just really off and he's, and he's thinking on it. And he grew his church to 15,000. And then one day he called a minister that I know, I know very well, very, very dear to me. And he said, because this minister that's very dear to me, he's known as a church specialist of helping churches, you know, get, you know, deal with problems. And he called him and he said, you know, he said, uh, uh, can you help me clean my church up? I got a mess in my church. He said, man, I've got drugs being sold in my bathroom, prostitution going on. Every time, he said, every Sunday morning, the parking lot has, I have to have the city come and clean it up, the needles and all that, cigarette butts and everything else and, you know, marijuana butts or whatever, you know, it's all out there in the parking lot. It's got to be cleaned up. Can you come and help me clean up my church, you know? He said, I got a mess here. He said, and he said this, thank God he was honest. He said, I've got a lot of people. He said, but they're the wrong people. Now, we want those kind of people coming to our church, but we don't, we don't want them to think it's okay to stay that way. Right? We want to have something to get them delivered. We're not going to condemn them and beat them down because we all came in that way. I did. I came in a rock and roller drug user, dope smoker, came into a Pentecost church, and they're singing, as I travel through this pilgrim land, there's a friend that walked with me. I never heard anything like that. What wasn't Led Zeppelin. They were speaking in tongues. I thought, is there Russians here tonight or something? They'd stand up. I'm not kidding. I'm not making any of this up. They'd stand up and give a, a message in tongues, and then somebody interpret. I think, uh, man, I don't know what that is, but man, that, I had hair in those days. It made my hair stand up. <laughs> and I thought to myself, if I ever get out of here alive, that's it. I'm never coming back. But you know what? I realized something. There's some supernatural in this church. There's some power here. God's here. I really need this, but I'm afraid of it. But I'll tell you what, something got a hold of me. Amen. And, uh, you know, so, so, so you know, pe people... People sometimes, like the, this seeker-friendly thing, it was like, let's just don't put any demands on people because more people will come. Well, they did come, and this guy said, I got, I got a lot of people. said, but they're the wrong people. They don't have my heart. Because really, I think he had a heart after God at that time. And, and you know, he, but, you know, he was just trying to draw people. Well, you can draw people. Man. You can, we, we can, oh, if, if we had, gave food away, we'd have more people. People, people come for food. But, you know, and there's nothing wrong with some of those things. Don't misunderstand me, but I'm just saying you've got to give people the Word of God. You've got to change their lives. Amen. We've got to be salty. Listen, the Bible tells us, and, and this, is, this is what Jesus is saying, you've got to be the salt. If you lose your saltiness, if you quit being salty and giving people the truth, you're fit for nothing, you'll be cast out. The world will walk all over the top of you. Well, I'm going to tell you what. That I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost-filled church... That a church that preaches the Word of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, the world doesn't walk on top of them. Because greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. Did you know the Bible t teaches, in my opinion, the Bible teaches what's keeping the Antichrist from coming is the church? And I've heard that explained a lot of ways where it says, only he who hinders will hinder until he be taken out of the way. I've heard people say, well, that was the Roman government. You know, that was, that was Paul's ministry. That was, uh, that, that's the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit is definitely a restraining force, but he's not, he's not leaving the earth. He's going to stay here during the tribulation period. Amen. <coughs> people, 
<coughs> who's he going to anoint the two witnesses? It'll be the Spirit of God. <coughs> people are going to get saved during the tribulation period. There'll be a lot of people, once the rapture takes place, they'll realize, uh-oh. And they'll get right. But, uh, you know, they could have went out on the first load, which is what I'm going to do. But anyway, I hope you are too, right? I may be intense this morning, but this is an intense message. So you have to understand that, listen, we have, we are, we're it. We're the salt. And so that, that, which, that which is hindering the Antichrist is the church. Once the church is removed, he'll have free reign. See, that's what John was talking about when he said, greater, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He was talking about the Antichrist spirits. He said, you've overcome them. That, that spirit of Antichrist has been working in the earth for a long time. It's just getting stronger until eventually it's going it's to actually produce a man called the Antichrist. But he can't come until we're gone <coughs> because we're the salt. Hallelujah. You know, salt does some things. Salt, salt uh, it slows corruption down. <coughs> you know, in the olden days, they used to salt their meat. You remember, remember that? How many? Remember the smoke? I mean, if you were around farms when you were a kid, if you're my age, you saw the smokehouses. You saw these places. You know, and they would hang them. They hang the meat up, you know, and they'd salt it and things. And that salt keeps corruption in check. It's, it's, it's an antiseptic, you know. Uh, and that's what we're to do. We, we, we're to keep the corruption in check. I'm telling you, in the last, what, five, <coughs> ten years, I have never con contacted my senator, my congressman, as many times as I have over the last several years. Why? Just to tell them, you know, hey, they need to hear our voice, right? And so, you know, I'll contact them about this and contact them about that and, and all that. You know, but I don't, I, don't, I don't in any way believe that's the, that's, that's the ultimate answer to the whole thing. Because, uh, you know, I believe we're, we're dealing with some spiritual things, but they need to hear our voice. Amen. Are you listening now? Now, now, so, so we are, we're it. You know, you remember, you remember Noah, the Bible says that God saw the wickedness of the earth, that every imagination of man's heart was evil continually. And he was going to wipe out the whole earth. But then the Bible says, Noah found grace. In the eyes of the Lord. Have me know all of us, we better thank Noah when we get to heaven that he lived right. Because we're all partaking of the grace that came on him today. We're here today. The rainbow in the sky, that, that's, a, that, that's part of Noah's grace. Amen. See, that rainbow, that, that rainbow doesn't mean perversion. It means covenant. And every time you see that, it's an awesome thing. I, every time I see a rainbow, I get awed by it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, man, this is supernatural. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, it, it just draws your attention because it's, it's a God thing. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, I'm just saying, all of us that have been born again, we have something called grace on our lives. And the world needs the grace that's on our lives. And we can... You know, we can pray. Like God told Israel when they went into captivity, He said, hey, pray for the city where you're captive. He said, pray for the peace of it, because in its peace, you'll have peace. Amen. Amen. 
Ezekiel talking, we all know the scripture, Ezekiel, that we're to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Well, we're it. Hallelujah. See, I've always, I pray for my nation. I'm going to talk about prayer here in just a minute. But I pray for my nation every day. I, always, I have for years. But God's like talking to me, so you need to step it up in some areas. Because, you know, we're, you know when I started praying for our nation years ago, we weren't where we are today. And, you know, you, 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 know, you can just blow this off in that mess. But I guarantee you, if God doesn't step in, the United States is not going to survive. It's just not going to happen. Now, I'm believing for divine intervention. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying if we sleep through this, we'll wake up on the other side and say, my God, what happened? It's because the church didn't do its job. I'm not blaming everything on the church like some preachers do. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying we got our part to pray. Amen. Amen. Look at 2 Timothy chapter, chapter uh, 2. I know some preachers blame everything on the church, but, you know, the world's going to get... Listen, the world's going to get worse and worse. The Bible tells us that. But we have a job to stand for our nation and to slow and slow that thing down until we're out of here. And then, you know, all hell's going to break loose. 1 Timothy chapter 2, go there. The Lord said some things here through the Apostle Paul. In verse 1, 2 Timothy 2, 1, I exhort there that first of all, supplications, 1 Timothy, did I tell you that? I just said Timothy. What did I say? I said, okay, I said both. Well, hey, maybe we can go to both if y'all want to. I don't know. Now, let's go to first. How about that? First, 1 Timothy. All right, got it? Chapter, chapter 2. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Well, we want to do it then, right? Who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth? Now, I know you're smarter than I am, but one day, I'd prayed this for years. I'd, I'd obeyed this scripture for years. And then one day, it hit me. Well, you know, God wouldn't ask me to do this if he wasn't going to do something. All right, you're smarter than I am. But I'm thinking, we're just supposed to do this. I wasn't really meaning to think that way, and I wasn't intentionally thinking that way, and I didn't know I was thinking that way. But I'm just praying religiously because the Bible tells me to. But then it hit me one day, well, you know, because I'd see some of our leaders, and I'm thinking, man, I don't see any way they're going to change. But here's the thing. Here's what Paul said. See, you know, we can pray, you know, different things about them, and, and uh, maybe sometime I can teach on the different ways you can pray for your leaders. But what I want to talk about right here is he said that God wants all men to be saved. So he, wanna, he wants us to pray for our leaders that they get saved. Right? Because there's leaders, I can tell you right now, I, there's no way they're changing unless they get saved. It's not happening. Did you change before you got saved? No. If I wasn't saved, I'd still be the one. Maybe, maybe I would have grown up some. I don't know if I'd have lived through it. Maybe I might have, but I don't, th- I don't think I'd been totally delivered yet. You know, I think I'd still be doing drugs, at least, you know, Willie Nelson type drugs. And uh, some of you will get that. But anyway, you know, 
All right, that might have been over some people's heads, but, you know, Willie had his favorite drug, or does still, I guess. He's 90 years old. He needs to get saved. And, uh, but, you know, and I've still been doing the things I did. I, you know, I told Phyllis if I hadn't gotten saved, I'd probably been a gambler for a living, you know, because I like gambling. And, uh, you know, I've probably been doing that. You know, I might have been broke. I don't know. <laughs> but then again, I might have been rich. But, but the, thing, the point I'm making is I would have never changed if I hadn't gotten saved. Come on, are you listening? Now? See, we, we want them to change, but they got to get saved. There's an old preacher who said, if you want to save America, get America saved. So this is what we're, one of the things we're supposed to pray for our leaders. I pray different things for our leaders. I pray for wisdom. I pray for the Spirit of the Lord to come upon them. I pray this. I pray for the ungodly to be rooted out. And for God-fearing people, amen, to be put in. You know, they may not all be saved, but at least they have some fear of God. Right? I mean, I know some leaders in our past, they weren't necessarily Christians, but they, but they had some reverence for God, His Word, His people. Amen. You know, and so forth. And I appreciated them. Amen. I always appreciated, you know, you say, you say what you want, but I got the microphone so I can say what I want to say. You get one, you can say one, but you're going to have to buy yours. I'm not giving you mine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> microphone. I, 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 I appreciated Donald Trump. You know, I, I don't know if Donald Trump's saved or not. I'm not his judge. There's times, there's days I think he is, there's days I don't, I'm not so sure he's ever, ever has been. But I don't know. God knows. God knows the man's heart. I do know this. I do know this, that he has shown some reverence and fear for God and the things of God. Well, I don't care, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not voting for my pastor. I'm voting for the leader of the nation. I want somebody tough. I want somebody that thinks we do come first. Are you with me now? And, and I'm not just saying that about us. If I, was vote, if I lived in Sweden, I'd want my leader to think the same thing. That country. That's what I'm voting for is to put us first. I don't know what's wrong with people's brains, but, you know, it, they're not where they need to be. Amen. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, so God said, pray for our leaders, right? And he said, he said now, now, now here's, 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 the re, here's, here's one reason, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. In other words, what he's saying, it's, it's a lot easier to get the gospel out when your country, your leadership's good. Amen. Listen, I don't know what the number is now, but I do know I, years ago, and these are from old notes I had, so, you know, bear with me. The number has changed probably, but maybe not a whole lot. But when I first preached on this years ago, 90% of all missions came out of the United States of America. 90% of the gospel going to the world came out of our country. Now, I think it's probably a little less because some of the other countries have had revival and moves of the Spirit, and now they're doing it. But I still say it's probably 70% or more comes out of our country. And you don't really realize how good we have it in the church unless you go outside of our country and go to some of the other places and preach for some of the other churches. And then you come home and you think, man, we are blessed. We got the word. Hallelujah. You know, at least least it's available. And so, you know, naturally, 
if that's the truth, and it is the truth, Satan's going to want to stop that. He's going to want to hinder that. All this, all this garbage, if you want to call it that, going on in our country, it's all over one thing. Satan's fighting the gospel of Jesus Christ. And any country or any nation that will preach the word like we have, you're going, to get some, you're going to get contested. And that's why it's up to us, the believers, to put the devil back in his place and say, you can't have our nation as long as we're here. We need it. We need it for the preaching of the gospel. Just think what would happen to the world if, if and I'm, listen, I don't, want to, I don't want to sound like I'm up here saying America is the savior of the world. Hey, we need our help, believe me. But there is some, what I'm saying is true. Just think what would happen to the countries of the world if America quit preaching the gospel. If every preacher in America was stopped and shut up. We, we'd be facing dark ages. But thank God, God, God has blessed us for this reason. Amen. I, I believe He's blessed America to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. And so thank God... We're, we're able to do it. We're still able to do it. Amen. Man, I've got friends, and I won't name the country, but it's just north of here. <laughs> I mean, it's getting bad over there. They can't, they can't preach certain things. They can't, well, I've got one friend. I just saw him, what, a uh, couple weeks ago? When was it? I saw Brian. Anyway, Pastor Brian, I don't remember, but it's not been long. I don't remember where I was at where I saw him, but he was in a meeting. Louisville. And uh, he hadn't been out of the country for four years. They wouldn't let him out. Minister of the gospel. Wouldn't let him leave the can Canada. Because he didn't get a shot in his arm. Help me, Jesus. <clears throat> anyway. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for His blessing. Amen. So if all this is coming out of America, if all, all the, naturally Satan's going to fight that. So we shouldn't, be, we shouldn't be surprised that he's trying to destroy our country. But as long as we're here, he's not going to do it if we'll stand up and be the salt that we're supposed to be. That means, no, that means we pray for our country. That means we don't compromise the Word of God. To, to, to you know, well, we're going to offend some people. You better believe it. Jesus offended a lot of people. He lost his whole crowd one time except 12. They all left. But he didn't say, I'm sorry, guys. You misunderstood me. Let's be friends. Come on, friend. I love you. Well, we love you. And really, Christians are the only ones that, that, that you can do them wrong. You can do wrong things. They'll still love you the same if they're true Christians. The world won't do that. They'll spit on you, kick you, beat you up, everything else. Isn't this wonderful preaching this morning? I know it's not like, you know, we're redeemed, but we are redeemed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, now, now read on with me. He says, verse 5, for there's one God. How many gods are there? One. And one mediator. How many mediators are there? One. Between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. I wish some preachers would read this. They get before Larry King and other people and can't. Well, Larry King's already wherever he's going to go. But, you know, he used to be on TV and have preachers on every now and Some of those preachers couldn't even tell Larry King that Jesus was the only way. He asked him, will Muslims be saved? Well, God knows. Well, yeah, God knows. He told us in his book, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And then God's name is Jesus Christ. Now, 
He says there's one meter between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself for all, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereof, whereunto I'm ordained a preacher and apostle, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity or truth. Now listen, I, I will therefore, see, connecting this prayer, he's still talking about prayer. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without what? Without wrath and doubting. In other words, don't doubt your prayers are doing some good. Now, what about the wrath part? <laughs> well, let me help you here. You know, it's really, it's really angry. It's really angry. It's really easy to get angry with people. Man, I've got so ticked and put off. Phyllis will go, uh, what have you been watching? What have you been listening to? And I, you know, you know, and, and you know, there's some of that that I like to say is righteous anger. Uh, some of it's just the flesh. I'm just mad. Amen. You, you, any all any, any country people, you ever throw a bucket of water on a rooster? Try it sometime. He'll let you know about it. All right, that, that was too country for you, wasn't it? I'm sorry. All right. Now, <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I've experienced this where I've had to check my attitude, you know, where it's like, you know, people are doing such dumb things in our nation, and I think, oh, I'll, just, I'll just let some other country take us over. Just, just wipe us out. And uh, you all look in shock, but... You know, that, that you can get, you can get, you see the Bible talked about, it said, don't you remember how I, I, uh, Elijah made intercession to God against Israel? Yeah, that's in the book of Romans chapter 11. He actually did it in, second, in 1 Kings 19. He made intercession. He was so ticked off at the way the nation was going. He, he said, Lord, I'm the only one. They've done all this and they've done all that. He's telling God how bad the nation was. And I'm the only one. And God said, oh, man, I got 7,000 haven't bowed their knee to Baal yet. And the, talk, the one says he made intercession against. You, you don't want to get in that mind frame where you're just so ticked off at the news media. You're so ticked off that you can't pray in faith and believe God to do something for the country. So you got to watch that part. Does that make any sense to you? You got to watch that. Now, all right, go over to Daniel. Chapter uh, 10, I want to read a scripture there. Daniel chapter 10. I'm just talking about us being, being the salt. We're it. We're it. And, you know, I know a lot of things that, you know, you think, well, what can I do? Well, you can pray, can't you? Yeah. Right? Amen. Well, I mean, you know, that's pretty powerful. Matter of fact, as far as I can tell in the Bible, that's the most powerful thing you can do. Yeah. Pray. Live right. Amen. Yeah. Preach the gospel. Quit supporting ministries that don't, that don't do that. Are you listening now? You need, to, you need to recheck your giving because there's ministers today that, that used to be good ministers that aren't now. They're not the same. Now, they don't come out and tell you that, but I live in their world. I live in their circles, and I know that they support candidates that support abortion. I'd name some of them. You'd be shocked. They've had them in their church speaking. I don't support any candidate that, that believes in killing babies. I don't care whether you're a Democrat or a Republican. 
Well, you're just radical. You got it. Man, I'm radical. I'm on fire for Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's their body. It, the body they kill isn't their body. I hear that. Well, it's our body. Well, not the one you're killing is. That's not your body. That's somebody else's body. If you don't want it, have it and give it away. There's plenty of people who take your baby. Right? I mean, there's, I mean, Mark and Jackie don't have any kids at home. They got room. Empty nesters and happy, huh? <laughs> well, if I, I, well what, wait, look, Pastor Jerry and Kay, they don't have any kids at home. They could take some. <laughs> I'm just funning with you. But how many, how many, there's plenty of people that want babies. Really? Good homes. So we don't have to kill them. <laughs> right? You say, well, are you a Democrat or Republican? I'll tell you what. I, listen, I am for, I'm, for, I'm for God and His Word. Right? Yeah. Now, I read the party platforms, and there's one party. I'm not voting for anybody that's got that letter behind their name. Because your platform's just, it's just screwed up. It's, it's anti-Christ, anti-God. I'm not support. You may be a good person. I don't know. But you're going to have to get rid of that because that's your platform. I'm not, I'm not associating with it. I don't want that evil off on me. <laughs> I'm not going there. And then there's another party. You read their platform, and it's, 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 it's a good platform. But there's some of their people aren't that great, so I'm not voting for them when they're not either. So my, my issue isn't re- Democrat, Republican. My issue is God and His Word, righteousness and holiness and truth. Amen. Which lost people even kind of used to know a little bit about what that was. But since the church has muddied it, you know, and said, this is all right, and that's all right, and this is all right. Well, who in the world are we, what right do we have to do to tell people what's right and wrong? It's God's book that tells us what's right and wrong, not us. I'll just tell you what he said. Amen? And so it's not, it's, you know, we don't have any right to do that. Amen? Now, look at, look at Daniel chapter 10. Go there. Daniel chapter 10. <clears throat> look at verse 12. <clears throat> I want to show you something here. And it'll, let you, it'll understand why, why we're, we're so important to the nation. You know, the nation, some people in the nation would like to get rid of us. Boy, they'd be sorry the day that happened. I mean, if the church left, this, this place is in the sewer, man. Amen. Now, verse 12 of Daniel 10, this is, an, this is Daniel rehearsing an angel appearing to him. Verse 12, then said he to me, fear not, Daniel, for the, from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God, your words were heard and I'm come for your words. But look, now notice this, this is what I want to get to. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. This is the angel saying a prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood him. Uh, one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, you know, Michael the archangel, one of the chief princes came to help me and I remained there for I remained there with the kings of Persia. So this angel is telling Daniel, he said, when you prayed, I was dispatched. But the, 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 the uh, what does it say? The, um, uh, the, the prince of the kingdom, thank you, of Persia 
withstood me. Well, him, you know, he's not talking about an earthly prince. There's no earthly prince going to hold an angel back. He doesn't even see him. He's talking about a, prince, a, a, a principality in the heavens, right? A demonic spirit that held him back. Uh, and he said, I was there 21 days fighting with this thing, and Michael showed up. And when Michael showed up, he kicked his boots a hiney. Y'all know what that is, right? And that was the end of the deal, and now I'm here. You know, Michael's the prince that stands up for the nation of Israel. So if you want to mess, mess with Michael, I mean, yeah, he's everything, man. He, <laughs> you know, he, he, he's got it all, brother. And I'm telling you now, listen now, what, what I'm showing you is this, is this. This, and there's other scriptures we could read, but I'm not going to today. We're done, just about. But, but I wanted to say this. The, the, Daniel, Daniel, in the book of Daniel, it's revealing to us that the devil sets up kingdoms over kingdoms. Right? right? right. Where he's trying to control what's going on. What's he trying? He's trying to stop spiritual things. Right. He's trying to stop godliness, the blessing, the gospel. But... This man's prayer affected something in the heavenlies, didn't it? It, it actually caused a warfare up there. Now, you know, we don't, we don't see all these things, but Paul told us we don't wrestle against principalities and we, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and wicked spirits in the high places, those heavenly places. Well, how do we do that? Well, we don't get up there and fight with our fist. We do it in our prayer life. So when we're praying for our nation, listen, we're, we're, we're exhorting a force. Come on, are you with me this morning? We're exhorting a force that's, that's, that's causing the angels to get involved. Amen. Now, I'm going to close by this. How, 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 many, how many will take the challenge to pray for your country? Right? If we don't do it, then... Who's going to do it? I mean, is, is, is CNN going to do it? No. Maybe some people that work there might. I don't know. But is Fox going to do it? No. It's up to the believers. We're the ones that have authority. So if we don't do anything, how many know nothing's going to be done? So I don't know about you. I don't know how long. I don't know when the rapture's coming. I don't know. I don't know whether it's today, tomorrow, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. I don't know. You don't either. And everybody that's ever said a date missed it. Because God's not telling anybody that. Right? There's people who tell you that God told them, but He didn't tell them that. Because Jesus said He didn't know. Right? And it's like a preacher friend of mine said, I hope you don't get offended by this statement, but he said, I believe Jesus would, I believe the Father would tell Jesus before he told us peons down here on earth. All right? So, my point is, I don't know, but until that comes, comes to pass, I'm not just laying down and giving my country to the devil. I'm going to pray for it. And I'm going to live right, and I'm going to preach right, and what would happen if, you know, we're just a smaller church. There's churches, massive churches in America. What, ha what would happen if every pastor in America preached a message like this on a Sunday morning? It, it could revolutionize the nation. Of course, we don't, you know, we preach other things. 
I understand that. But some never deal with it. They never deal with sin. They never deal. They won't even deal with tithing. They're certainly not going to deal with sin. I loved it. There was a church in our area. They didn't, they didn't preach tithing. They didn't preach those kind of, they, they, you know, it might offend people. You know, even though it's in the Bible, we don't want to preach anything out of the Bible. It might offend people. Well, if you, if you get offended by the Bible, you ain't my kind of people to start with. All right? Now, <clears throat> and so they got a new pastor. <laughs> and uh, we and I had lunch together, you know, one day. We went out to lunch together. And it's, a, it's a denominational church, you know. And, uh, <clears throat> but I liked the guy. He's still around the area. He doesn't pastor that church any longer, but he does something. He's doing work for the kingdom here in, in our city, which I won't name it because it would name him. But uh, we had lunch together, you know, and talked and all. And I drove by his church, and on the sign outside it said, Don't honk if you love Jesus, tithe. I thought, well, they're getting some word now. Hallelujah. Thank God for this man of God. Amen. Now... <laughs> But I have heard people say that, let me give you this scripture. Have you ever heard the scripture in Psalms that says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people he shows for his inheritance. Well, how how are we going to be blessed? Well, God's got to be our Lord, see. Now, I've heard people say, well, you know, and, and listen, you send your kids off to school, college, you've you got you to gotta just be ready that they're going to try to brainwash them and change history on them. See? Because if you know true history about America, it, it's, a, it's something to fight with because it's Christianity. All right. But they've, re, they've rewritten history, they've rewritten history books and so forth, and, you know, and, and people that were good people are now are bad people. People that were bad people are now good people. You know what I'm saying? You know, now, and some people's thinking, in some schools, Fidel Castro, he's a hero. He wasn't nothing but an oppressor. And, you know, just things like that. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Unless you have an agenda, all you got to do is look at America, look at our buildings, Look at our language, look at our money, look at our court systems, and you have to admit, it was founded as a Christian nation. It's everywhere. It's on the buildings. Even the United Nations building has scripture outside. It's evolved into one of the most worthless things we ever thought about making. And I wish we'd kick it out of the United States. But it wasn't founded that way. When righteous people, when godly people stay in authority, the people rejoice, Proverbs says. But when the wicked beareth rule, it mourns. There's a lot of mourning going on in our land. I, I didn't want to get real political today, but listen, we've got to be the salt to all this. Right? I don't know how people think they're voting for people that are messing their lives up. There are people leaving states in America because the people they voted in running the place so bad, it's like a third world country, even worse. So they're leaving. But then they go to another state and vote for those same kind of people. I'm thinking, what are wrong with you people? You're brain dead. Give somebody else a chance. 
Hallelujah. Here's what the Bible says about us. You can close your Bibles, but here's what the Bible, the Bible says we're ambassadors for Christ. We represent the kingdom of God right here on, on the earth. Amen. And think about this. I thought about this. You know, what if Abraham hadn't prayed? Remember Abraham, you know, he, uh, the deal with Lot. Lot went and lived in his, the wicked cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know. And uh, the Lord said, you know, <clears throat> I've heard what's going on there. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to come down and check it out, see if it's really what, what I've heard happening is really happening. <laughs> like God doesn't know, but... You know, he, he just, you know, going the extra mile here and taking a look himself. And he comes down with two angels. And Abraham is sitting out, you know, at the door of his tent in the heat of the day. And he sees them. And he greets them, meets them. And he realizes it's the Lord. And, and, he, and, and the Lord, you know, said, I can't hide this from Abraham. You know, I've got to tell Abraham what I'm going to do. So he told Abraham why he'd come. And, you know, Abraham knew he had, Lot was in Sodom, right? And so he begins to intercede, right? And he said, Lord, if, there, he said, he said, Lord, if there's 50, you wouldn't destroy the place. For, if there's 50 righteous people, it's not like you, God. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't destroy the, 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 uh, the, the righteous with the wicked. That's not like you. And so, you know, the Lord said, okay, if there's 50 in there, I won't do it. And he said, well, what if there's not 50? What if there's just 45? And God said, I won't do it for 45. He said, all right, what if there's just 40? He said, no, I won't do it for 40. He said, he said, now don't get mad at me, Lord, but what if there's just 30? He said, I won't do it for 30. He said, what about 20? <laughs> he said, let me speak one more time. See, he's thinking there might not be that many in there. What about 10? And the Lord said, I won't do it for 10. Well, how many know there's more than 10 righteous people in America? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All, right. All right, now. And so he, uh, he, he, the Lord said, I won't do it for 10. And that satisfied Abraham, and, and the Lord went his way. And, he could, and the Lord didn't find 10 in there. He found Lot and Lot's wife and Lot's two daughters. And I'm not sure how sanctified they were either. But, you know, Lot was considered a righteous man, too. And... Uh, he, 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 uh, he, he sent angels, those angels in there, and they went in to get Lot out. And Lot didn't want to leave. And they finally told Lot, said, come on, hurry up, quit, quit you know, delaying, because we can't do anything until you're out of here. Isn't that something? Yeah. Wow. Wow. We can't do anything. We want to, we're coming to destroy this place, but as long as you're here, we can't do it because your, your uncle Abraham is interceding. Come on. Hallelujah. And then the Bible says that when he, it says the, it says the mercy of the Lord being on him, on Lot. Then the Bible says that when God overthrew, this is Genesis 19, 29. When God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah, he remembered Lot because of Abraham. Yeah. Not because of Lot. Right. Lot would have died there if Abraham hadn't interceded. Because right. Lot shouldn't have been there to start with. Right. Amen. Come on, you listen now. So how powerful is our intercession? Well, that right there shows you, doesn't it? Yeah. I said, doesn't it? Yeah. That if he hadn't interceded, they'd, you know, Lot would have died and his whole family in there. But because of his intercession, God went and got, got him out. Well, thank God. How many know there's more than 10 people? 
righteous people in America, and there's a lot of righteous people in America, but the, the, the minority loudmouths need prayed out of there. I mean, when you can't answer the question, I got to stop. When you can't answer the question, what is a woman? You don't need to be on the Supreme Court. If you're that stupid. Well, we're getting. It's time to stop, isn't it, Pastor Jerry? All right. I mean, you know, come on, America. Wake up. What is wrong with you? Don't even know what a woman. I know what a woman is. I knew what a woman was when I was young. When a man finds a woman. All right, that's over y'all head. Right. Who sang that song? Is it Lou Rawls or somebody? Hey, Amen. But anyway, I know. And God knows. Right? God made two sexes, male and female. That's it. That's all there ever will be, ever was. Stand up. Come on up, Jill. I don't know if we can have much of an altar call after this, but praise God. Maybe you need to repent. Hallelujah. I want you to get, com- I want you to get committed to praying for your country. And really, I don't. It's the Lord that does because he's the one that brought this up to me and talked to me about this. And he talked to me because I pray for my nation every day, every day. I don't miss a day. I don't miss a day. Not one day. I haven't for years. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm not saying that for any purpose other than just to say even at that the Lord said you need to step it up a notch you need to step it up because after 9-11 happened every day after that I prayed for my nation that never happens again never never it never has happened again I'm going to continue praying that never happens again and I have to ask God to have mercy on us Lord but reveal any plots or secret plots of darkness planned against us We don't deserve it, but have mercy on us because of the church. Hallelujah. Because your body's here. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.